Hi, this is Dr. Baker J. Baker with Tell It Like It Is, Tell It Like It Really Is, and it's Tuesday night, so it's kind of like Tuesday night chats. But first of all, I want to let you know how you can uh, find me on other um, mediums, or whatever you call them. Uh, I'm on HSBN TV on Tuesdays, and then you can always get to that. And I'm on Facebook uh, with the Tell It Like It Is program, The Kingdom Way. That's what's also on HSBN TV. And I'm also on Communion. And uh, so those are different places, and people put it a little bit everywhere. Tuesday nights is kind of special because um, what we're not doing right now on Sundays, I'm kind of... Um, you know, trying to talk to people about some of the things that are important tonight. We're going to talk about something about the mind of Christ and changing your mind. You know, I did uh, helpful temperament moments, and uh, people really like those. In fact, there's one young woman that's still supposed to call me so I can do her temperament, and then I'll be able to go over it even on this program. So uh, I'm still doing some of the things with helpful temperament moments, and tonight. This is really going to be interactive because I'm going to, I've been studying on uh, the mind of Christ. And as I study on the mind of Christ, one of the things that keeps coming up is do people really understand what the mind of Christ is and how it is you know if you are or are not walking in it. And uh, these are some things that I have really, really been meditating on because I want my mind to be like his. He said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And uh, I want that mind. I want to be able to think like he thinks. I want to be able to have what he has. I want to be able to do the things that the kingdom of God says that I am supposed to do. That the kingdom of God has availed itself from the inside out for me. So before we get started, I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you tonight that you open us up, that we really start to understand from the inside out. And as we go through the scriptures, as we go through and testing and temperamenting and all of these other kinds of things that you open up people, that you give us this hunger, this desire, this discipline, this lack of laziness and all of these things to just push in and get what it is that we're supposed to get so that the world can know how great you are and how good you are, that the manifestations of the sons of God will be manifested in Jesus' name. Also, I do love in unity. I'm a part of Love and Unity, and we're having a big convention in Arkansas next month. But in December, uh, December the 3rd, which is my birthday, we're having one at Golden Altars uh, in San Jose, California. So um, at any rate, go on Love and Unity, and you can find out a lot of information, or go on www.astoundinglove.org or www.astoundinglove.org mteminc.org. That's where I am. So, uh, anyway, we're going to start with this, and uh, we're going to start talking about the mind of Christ. And if you go to Romans 8 and 3, I'm going to read this out of, let me find out which translation I'm in. I think it's the message translation. Now, listen to this. It says this. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self. Now, this is really important, especially in the time that we're in. Obsession with self, 
in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us into the open, into spacious, free places. Focusing on self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed, absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. The person ignores who God is and what he's doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. Okay, another part of this that I want to read you here, uh, and it's the same scripture. The first, uh, here's one of the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, Romans 8, 6 again. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Okay. What I'm talking about here is this. I've told you the story. I think I told it last week or whatever it was uh, about my being hospitalized and the scripture that came to me afterwards to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But you look at the scriptures here, uh, Romans 8, uh, Romans 8 and 3, and uh, in, the, in the message and uh, in the King James and in all of the different uh, translations, and I have a number of them here, is telling you, the more you focus on yourself, the more you focus on your illness, the more you focus on your finances, the more you focus on anything here in the earth, the further you get away from being able to obey God, from being able to have faith, from being able to walk in the faith that is necessary for you to be a living, breathing, uh, a powerful, uh, successful person in the earth. Uh, the mind has always been important to God. Never has there been a time when the mind was not important to God. God thinks about the things. He talks about the things on the inward part. What did Jesus tell? <coughs> what did Jesus tell the Pharisees? He says, outside you're doing all of these things, but on the inside you're like dead men's bones. What did he tell people? He says, uh, you know, he talked about adultery, and he said, when you think this on the inside, when you look at a woman with lust from the inside, he says, you've already committed that. That's with women, too. You look at men, and you look at what they got, and try to look at their baskets and their behinds and all them other kind of things, you know, and you start to lusting after that. You have already committed adultery or fornication or whatever in your heart, okay? It talks about that uh, uh, applying discipline to our lives. Proverbs 23 and 12, it talks, it, it talks about Jesus is talking about the heart, uh, about the, the thoughts, how a man thinks in his heart, how a man thinks in his heart. This is who he becomes. This is who a person becomes. And realize that when I'm saying man, I'm not talking gender-wise. I'm talking human-wise, okay? Uh, why are we thinking evil thoughts? Jesus asked them that in Matthew 9, 4. And a man looks at the, you know, what does God look at? What did he say to Samuel? A man, when he went to, to uh, anoint David, he says, a man looks at the outward part. He says, but I look at the inward part. And so what we're going to do, as I said, I've been studying some different books and studying some different things and looking at how other apostles and prophets and and uh, uh, teachers are, are, are looking at this because I really want to be able 
to give you something. You know, we talk these things, oh, the mind of Christ, let this mind be in you. Well, what does that look like? What does that practically look like? And this is what I wanted to bring to you tonight, or at least bring part of it to you tonight. You might find the other part on the HSBN TV uh, that I'll be doing live on Monday. So, um, you know, you can find it anywhere. Because once I catch a hold of something, and this is something that I want so present in my life. I want this in my life. I need this in my life to be able to finish the job that he has, he has us to do. There are things that he is saying that he wants to bring into the earth. There's planes, there's boats, there's trains, there's buses. There's all of these things that are needed for the kingdom of God. He wants the prosperity, the, the, um, the riches, and then the wealth uh, to manifest itself in the kingdom of God so that God can manifest his covenant. This is what it says in the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 8.18. And so there's a whole lot. He wants you whole. He wants you healthy. He wants your family healthy. He does not want you dying in, uh, 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 prematurely. He does not want you sick. He does not want you uh, uh, begging for things. He does not want you to have to want any of those things because the Bible says that it's the Lord that's your shepherd and you shall not want. And then he says, I supply all of your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But if we don't think like Christ Jesus, then how are we going to be able to manifest what Christ Jesus manifested? When he was getting ready to leave here, he said something he says, you see the works that I do. He says, I'm going away because it's more expedient for you that I go away. He says, but the works that you have seen me do, greater works than these will you do. Why is that, Jesus? Because I go to my Father, and then you come also. You're coming in me and with me. So if we're going to be in our seated places, if we're going to be seated with him in heavenly places, how do you think that we're going to hear? We're going to have to have his mind so we can think his thoughts so that we can do as he did in the earth. That's just a quick synopsis. Okay, so he says uh, 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 this. Here's, here's a, an evaluation. You know I do things. I, I do temperament analysis and I do all of these things. But here's a little test I want you to take. And uh, take a moment to go and get a pencil and pad or whatever it is, but I'm going to go through this, and, and I'm going to go through this fairly slowly, and this is, a, this is really looking at uh, how are you inclined to believe. I'm glad that this is being taped because you can listen to it over, and I didn't make up these questions. They were made up by someone else. Um, let's see, I forget even the man uh, uh, that did it. It's in his book, The Mind of Christ, and um, uh, here's, here's uh, do you how do you judge yourself on one side or the other? And put it in measures, one to ten or so. Uh, if you're if you're closer to this, if you're closer to the left side, or if you're closer to the right. All right. Here's a mental state. Jealousy. Are you? Uh, do you operate in jealousy or envy? Or that's the that that's the carnal side. Or do you rejoice in success of your brother or sister in Christ? Do you really rejoice in it? wanting to get even do you ever walk in that i want to get even or do you start to pray for your enemies do you have bitterness towards god or do you accept are you accepting of god's will in your life 
bitter to, bitterness towards others? Or is there generosity towards others? Sexual lust. What about that one? Okay, we talked about that in the very beginning. Or holiness of thought. Now, you know, just on a few of these, I have to say, on a certain day, I might have, I might be wanting to get even on a certain day this. This is not operating in the mind of Christ, okay? Lust for position or power or humility towards others. Hatred of someone or loving your enemies. Anger or being peaceable. Resentment or forgiving. Pride in your situation in life or humility before God. You say, Dr. Baker, you're going fast. You're just going to have to watch it again, okay? At any rate, pride in your ability or your looks or not self-centered. See, many people have this thing. I must look a certain way. I must be a certain thing so that I am accepted. I can't love my enemy because what it was that they did to me. I can't. I can't be peaceable with this person. I am so angry with them. I hate them with a passion. They mistreated me. They did, they did this. Holiness of thoughts. What does that mean? That means obedience of thoughts. That means God has said this. And God is holy. And he can only speak holy things. Generosity towards others. <clears throat> Do I want to give towards others? And you know, sometimes this is one of the things that's in the family. I was talking to someone today, and he was to, uh, to another minister today, and he was talking about some things that are going on even in this family. Here's a, a, a uncle or a relative or someone that, that passed away. When this person passed away, what happened? When you leave a will, when you're a stubborn person, you leave a will. If you wanted somebody to have 50 cents, they get 50 cents. If you want them to have $500, they get $500. If you want them to have the bulk of your estate, they get the bulk of your estate. And you tie it up so that if they go and get attorneys and do all of these different things because they only got a dollar, then what's happening is that they're wasting, they're wasting their money and they didn't have relationship with them in the first place, okay? Uh, resentment, do you have resentment towards others or you, are you forgiving? Do you have pride in your situation or your station in life or humility before God and others? Just think about that. Because I have, because I have a great car, because I have a big house, because I have a plane, because I, I have uh, my own uh, uh, family, because my children went to college, because I went to Stanford, because I went to uh, this place, because I did that. Is there pride in that? Oh, no. I mean, I have all of these things and I can do these things. And are you, are, are, are you, are you prideful in that? Looking down at others or uh, referencing God's work in others. Self-love or selfless love of, of, uh, of others. Are you so much in love with yourself? Are you teachable or, or do you know everything? Can you listen or just does people, uh, uh, do, do you talk before you hear? Are you present when people, when they're talking to you? All of these things are are uh, just what he's talking about in Romans 8. Because all of the things, the first things I mentioned, are focused on self, are focused on flesh, are focused on the things of this world. Because I have an image that I must represent. Slandering others 
or encouraging others and, and, and calling people and speaking and saying, this is not so. Reliance on self or do you rely on God? Most people say I rely on God, but do they? They get into a bind, they figure out a way to do it. Oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Oh my gosh, this has happened. Oh my gosh, I was in a meeting with, with uh, some people and situation came up about housing and rents and, and monies and different things. And I'm hearing these people saying, this is happening, that's happening, this happened, and I don't know how I'm going to do this. I, I can hardly afford this. Now, how can I afford this? And I'm looking and I'm thinking, these are ministers. These are people that are teaching other people. These are people that preach bold sermons. But yet, they're freaking out over a couple of dollars, okay? Uh, 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 boasting, pointing to your achievements of, of what it is you do. Oh, I've opened all these colleges and I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. Not letting anybody else tell everybody what it is that you've done because I have to boast on myself because I think that nobody's going to realize how great I am. This is not the mind of Christ. Unthankful to God. Always are always thankful to God. What do you mean unthankful to God? I'm always thankful to God. Are you? When he allows you to go through a situation where it tests your faith, where it tests your situation, where you don't understand what it is that happened or why it is that happened. I had a lady to call me today and she says, why would God let this happen? I said, are you out? Oh, I'm not going to tell you exactly what I said. But I had to ask her if she was out of her rabbit, rabbit behind mine. And the reason for that was is that she is talking about how could God let my kids go through this. I said, how old is this boy? 37. I said, excuse me? Here it is. We talk about are you unthankful to God where you go through a, a, a you live in a sin of omission or commission? Here it is. I allow this to happen. Why? Because I don't want to lose my 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 uh, 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 my child. You know, one of the things of it is Kelly Varner did this this series on the seven seven separations from Abraham of Abraham and how Abraham had to separate himself from so many things. And as I've been listening to this, as I've been going through this, as I've been walking through this, then there's many things that I'm finding out that I've had to separate myself from. I'm in the process of rending those things because as long as I do this, I'm still trusting on the arm of flesh. And if I trust on the arm of flesh, just as I shared with you last week, I think it was, then I don't believe that I would be here in the earth today. I mean, if I had paid attention to what it was and all the different diagnoses and all the different things and all the negative things that were being said to me about me in the hospital, if I had a focused on any of that, I saw their lips, but I did not. Uh, I, I, I did not listen to them. I had to focus on Him, and that's what the Scripture is talking about: being absent from the body, being absent from being uh, so cognizant about what's going on. All of these are self-centered things. Being lazy, uh, uh, or are you hardworking? Mo uh, we were in a meeting and one of the preachers said, you know, the biggest problem with people, uh, with ministers, is that they're lazy. They're lazy. They pretend to work, but they're lazy. Many people in Christianity, lazy. 
many people in the world, period, lazy because they want it easy, uh, undisciplined, or am I disciplined? Do I discipline my body? Do I discipline my reading? Do I discipline? Here is one of the areas that I have had to work on so diligently, addicted to television or devoted to prayer. Whoa! I can actually say that I'm not addicted to television anymore. I used to be. All of my murder mysteries, all of my murder programs, all of, did you watch anything else? Very little, <laughs> uh, uh, because I used to really like to watch, and, and anyway, all of those things, you know, I was kind of addicted to it. I'd say, oh, well, it's just tonight, so we'll have movie night, or we'll just have, I mean, I'd watch all of these things all night, some comedies I like, I like, uh, uh, and then, I'd say, you know what, I've been watching too much murder, uh, uh, murder mysteries, now it's time for me to watch the cowboy movies. And so I watched the cowboy movies, and every cowboy movie, except Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp didn't kill people just to kill him, okay? But all of these cowboy movies and all of these things, I was addicted to television. I got rid of uh, one type of TV, and so then I just said, okay, I'll just do Roku and Fire Stick. Well, you can find everything on Roku and Fire Stick that you can find on regular television. So at any rate, I, I had to uh, actually almost get rid of it all. Uh, or really limit myself. Hunger for the things of the world. Oh my gosh. Or hungry for God. Most times people are so hungry for the things of the world. How can you tell that? You can tell how they spend money. I mean, I'm not even talking about them tithing or giving unto God or whatever it is, but you can tell how they spend money, how they go in their closet. I mean, I, I was really, I mean, you look in some of my closets and you wonder, my Lord, Jesus, uh, you know, but uh, my clothes are for a purpose. I mean, it's for, it's for the things that I do, but I was hungry for the things of the world, combative and contentious, always ready to argue or yielding personal rights and when you yield them are you yielding them with a good attitude oh well you know what I'm just not going to worry about that I just I apologize I apologize I'm so sorry and you don't mean as you don't mean it it's still a combative thing have uh, uh, you know it's, it's it's like a washing it's like a total enema like a total colonic or something getting totally cleaned out compromising or faithful in this particular time where we are, where darkness is getting darker and darker and darker, where is the faithfulness? Are you willing to compromise? Are you willing to have something in your head and decide, well, this is what it is that God is saying. Why is that? Because it's the easy way out. It's the way out that you don't want to believe God for the supernatural. You know, uh, my daughter, Pastor Lanzine, uh, she has a vivid imagination. She was saying in a, a meeting we were in the other day, you know, I used to have a big imagination, but I had kind of lost it, or I used to be a big dreamer or whatever it is, and I'm thinking to myself, are you serious? I mean, you're still way out there. You know, she's always been way out there, and she's going further and further up, and I am so, I am so thankful because one of the things of it is, is that sometimes it challenges me. Sometimes I'm looking and I'm thinking, where is she, you know, and how did she get there? I'll tell you one of the ways that she got there. She's in the word of God. 
She loves the Word of God. She studies the Word of God. She dissects the Word of God. And she spends that time in her prayer chair. She spends that time before God. And she seeks Him and she seeks His face. I wondered where she could find the time because she's constantly on Zooms and television, I mean, on telephone and all this kind of stuff. I mean, busy woman. At any rate, uh, ambitious for self or, fa or for family or ambitious for others. I think I'm more ambitious for others. You know, when I uh, went in the hospital and I know that uh, my doctors and nurses and none of them, they didn't think I would live. But one of the things of it was is this. It wasn't, and I love my family. My family knows I love them. But if it was just about my family, my children, my grandchildren, because all my children are grown. My grandchildren are grown. My great-grandchildren, they're not grown, but, uh, you know, they kind of know me and they kind of don't because I don't spend a whole lot of time with them little bitty babies. I have to wait because I can't talk to them. And uh, you talk to them and they don't understand what you're saying or they don't want to understand what you're saying. And all you can do is feed them. And that's okay, too, but, you know, uh, and I'm not a babysitter, so, um, you know, but the thing, the thing that drew me, the thing of it was is this, others were calling saying, you have to get better because we have to do this. We have to, you have to get better because we need you to do this. You have to get better because we need you to do this. And some people would say, wow, that is so selfish in them. No, this is what drives me. The kingdom of God uh, uh, needs us to be able to do this. We started this thing. And if, if, if you go ahead and die, we're going to have to start over with somebody else. So please don't die so that we can do what we have to do. That was just, that was so encouraging for me. And it's because uh, my focus and my ambition was for them. And so I'm looking and I'm saying, I can't leave these people in this place. I have to fight. I have to fight. I have to fight. So uh, uh, tendency to lie or pervert the truth or telling the truth even when it hurts. Now that's one of the areas that I do. And sometimes it ends up backfiring because people don't want the truth. I can remember calling my daughter or my other daughter that sits up and goes to sleep and stuff. I mean, you know, I, I tell them, you know, I can tell them truth. She ain't sleep right now. Uh, but I can speak truth and I can tell what they like. And and uh, my other one that just, uh, just went on to be with Jesus, you know, I tell them, and they all got these little different looks on their lips, and I can tell one purchase, and the other one, oh, I'm okay, she has a twerk in her head, and, uh, uh, yeah, that one, she got, she got this little thing in her head, okay, you know, it's like that, and then the other one, she just walks slow and kind of do that, so, you know, it, it's like that, and then the other one, um, my other uh, biological, whatever anyway my other daughter she'll just okay I have to go now you know and so it's it's like one of those things but when people tell me the truth it's like one of these things wow thank you I can do something with this you know I haven't always been that way oh god I haven't always been that way it has taken some work okay uh, attention usually usually focused on the world and what's going on and right now you really can't judge yourself because every day you pick up the newspaper they've done this they've done this they've done this I was in a, a meeting yesterday and one of the people were talking about Elon Musk and how he went to to um, went into space or whatever it is 
and I'm thinking, oh, this is really fantastic. This means that uh, it's time for us to finish doing what it is that we're doing. If he can go into space, then we can do the things that we're supposed to do with the planes, trains, buses, uh, ships, and all of these other kinds of things. But I didn't know it because I had not picked up the, the, the newspaper or uh, uh, attention usually focused on God. Well, when I mean, what do I mean focused on God? Focused on what it is that he wants to accomplish in the earth. Focused on seeking first the kingdom of God, his way of doing, his way of being, so that he can add to us, so that we can accomplish what it is that he wants to accomplish. So that we can do the things that he wants done, like Deuteronomy 8.18, remembering that it's the Lord your God that has given you the power to get his wealth. His, it's his wealth, so that he can establish his covenant. Well, he wants to do that after he's done all these other things for us. And one of the things that he's done for us is made sure that we've gone through prosperity, made sure that we have riches, made sure that all of our needs are met, because this is what it is that he said. Do you really believe God? You see, having the mind of Christ is important for believers. It's not important for anybody else, but it's important for believers. I didn't say Christians. I didn't say little Christianese. I didn't say little Christianettes. I didn't say those that want God to do things his way, their way. Okay? That's the world. You can see that. You can see that as to where we are even right now. People want God to do what they want to have done, and they want them to do it their way. And so I'm going to uh, uh, break for just a second here and, have, and find out do we have any questions. If we have any questions on what I've spoken about right there uh, or any of those things, I will answer those. Otherwise, I'm going to go into um, the, the, uh, the other part. No questions? Okay. All right. The Lord says this. My ways, my thoughts are not yours. He's talking to the carnal-minded person. He's talking to the natural person. He's talking to the person that's in the outer court or the person that's in the holy place. He is not talking to mature believers because mature believers have the mind of Christ. You don't have the mind of Christ in the outer court. You don't have the mind of Christ in the holy place. Okay? What you have, you're still focused on self. And everything that God does, everything that he does, even the worship that he, uh, that he wants, even the love that he has given and whatever, God has given everything first. And so he, he wants us to understand and to be as how we can be like him. Listen to this. God sings over his people. He praises over his people. So uh, he says, I want you. And God puts us first. God puts us in a place that he so loved the, 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 the cosmos. He so loved the systems that he made a way for the real system, the system of the kingdom of God, is to come into these systems in order to change them. Well, God released all of his love so that we could release it. It's not so much that you love me, but I love you. This is what he said. For God loved me first. Well, he gave us first his love so that we could love him back with. 
He gave us his praise so that we could praise him back. He gave us all of these things so that we could understand how it is that he does things so that we could be more like him. Everything that God did, this is what Jesus did. This is the mind of Messiah. Mm -hmm. Are we making sense? I mean, is this making sense here? Uh, um, some of this I'd never, I mean, he's just, just pouring this out. He gave me the ability to praise because he is the praiser. He is the praiser. He's the one that had all of these instruments. He's the one that had the praise all around him. He's the one that had it. And then he put it at us. Why? So that we could experiment and, 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 and giving it back and, 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 and doing those things uh, on him. He said, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. He says, my thoughts, uh, uh, my thoughts uh, are higher than your thoughts, and my ways are higher than your ways. Apart from Christ, our ways today are not his ways. If we don't think, if we don't have the mind of Christ, did he want it to be so that we would be separated from that mind? No, he gave us his mind. Whose mind do you think Jesus had when he was in the earth? He had the mind of God. That's why it says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to equate himself with God, but took on a lower state so that he could actually have the mind of Christ. Uh, uh, he, we are the potter. I mean, he is the potter. We are the clay. All of these things are letting us know how we're not the ones that's supposed to be in charge. Um, you know, in the, in the New Testament, it starts to talk about the person from within. Where's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is within. It's not on the exterior. It's not on the outside. It's not what you have. It's not how you look. It's not what you don't have. You know, he made, he made, he made us like it unto his brothers that he might become a merciful, faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. That's Hebrews 2, 14 and 17. You know, uh, uh, he, put, he put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness, Ephesians 4, 24, uh, NIV. Okay, the purpose of it was for us to be God-likeness. God-likeness. In Colossians, Colossians 3 and 10, he talked about this. You have put on the new self, which being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator, in redemption, we are again in his image. He's saying, why, why would he want us this mind to be in us if it wasn't to change our image? We don't know how great we are. We don't know what it is. This mind will change our inner image. And, 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 and when he was here on earth, he says, um, even before he did any, any mighty work, so before he did anything, uh, he talked about that the disciple would be like the teacher and, and that the slave would be like the master and all of these things, okay? He predestined. He made it so that we could be conformed to the image of the Son of God. But if you don't have his mind, how in the heck are you going to have his image? 
how are you going to have it so that it's imaginized, that's a new word that I just made up, imaginized in you. If we don't have the mind of Christ, we can't think like him and we will never understand our image. We will never understand what it is to be a new creation in Christ Jesus. Jesus was a new creation in God. He came and he sat down. He did what he had to do. God was in him. Jesus was fully man and fully God, fully man and fully God. And he says that the same spirit that was in him is the same spirit that's in me. So I'm fully man. And here it is, fully God lives on the inside of me. So why should not my image be the image that he thinks about? If fully God lives on the inside of me, here he is. I have the mind of Christ, the spirit of God, Holy Spirit of God that will lead and guide me into all truth. What do you think the mind of Jesus did? What do you think the mind of God in Jesus was? It led him into all truth. He was able to operate in truth, no lie, no no greatness, no any of those things. And that's what he wants for you and me. Um, let's see. He tells us it's not it's not that heavy of a thing. He says, take up your yoke and take up the yoke. My yoke is easy. Uh, uh, my burdens are light. Take this thing up and follow me. Do what it is and say, we're supposed to be alive in him. Again, in Romans 8 and 6. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Just get that. Think about it. We have a lot of people right now that things are going on with them. We have real diagnoses, we have false diagnoses, we have a lot of different things that's going on. We have newspaper stuff saying this, we have uh, uh, politicians, we have ministers, we have all kinds of people saying all kinds of things. But if we do not have the mind of Christ, how are we going to be able to discern between righteousness and unrighteousness? See, we're going to have to, we'll be discerning, we'll be walking in the deadness. We'll be discerning the very same way that everybody else is discerning. Mm -hmm. And if we do that, then we're going to, and, and we're going to get into this because I'm really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really wanting this. But if we're alive to Christ, if we're alive to him, what it means is this is that his mind is active. My mind doesn't, doesn't go in this direction. Yeah, well, I wonder why this happened. I wonder why this didn't happen. I wonder why this didn't happen. I wonder why this. I wonder why this. Or, uh, God, I don't think that this is right, that this thing happened to this person and it didn't happen to this one. This one was a better person than this. In whose sight? In whose sight? See, what we're doing is that we're looking at the carnal, we're looking at what it is that we want. Uh, we, you know, uh, many times what happens is people say that sinner's prayer, whatever that thing is, okay? Uh, they say it and they don't understand it, but they've never had real repentance, which is uh, uh, sharing the grief of God. Repentance. I change. I change. I change. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I have that same grief over the sin that God has. 
So when I commit it, when I treat someone wrong, it's genuinely, it genuinely bothers me. It genuinely makes me want to repent. It just, it, it, it's one of these things that I want to fall on my face and, I, and, 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 and let him know, no, 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 this is, this is not good because I'm about my father's business. How can I be about my father's business when I'm still acting like Adam is my father or the devil is my father? That's double-minded. And there is no things where peace is. In Romans 8 and 6, Let's go there. I'm, since I'm in, um, uh, let me see which. Let me do the Jewish Bible here. Okay. In Romans eight and six, it says, "Having one mind, having one's mind controlled by the old nature is death, but having one mind controlled by the spirit is life and shalom." So, where is the peace? You see. If my mind is controlled by the old thing, there is not going to be the shalom. It is not going to be the peace. And so the mind of peace is necessary. What's, what, what is the kingdom of God? Righteousness. What's the next one? Peace. Peace and joy in the spirit of God. Well, that's the spiritual mind. The spiritual mind is peaceful. And in, in Romans, uh, let's go to Romans 8, 5. I mean, Romans, I, I love Romans. For those who identify, now listen to this, for those who identify with their old nature set their minds on things of the old nature. But those who identify with the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. Mm. See, I mean, it, it, it's, and I'm reading this out of the complete Jewish Bible. That's what that one is, okay? But see, here is the thing, and it's saying complete. So we cannot halfway do it because halfway doing it is one of those things that does what? It makes you double-minded. Sin is going to separate us from God. Why? Because he said it would. He said it is. Our, our, when our works is set on, on, do it, on, on this place of peace and doing what it is that, that he has laid out, having his mind, oh my gosh, do you realize why the church why the people in the church are so religious? Because we don't have the mind of Christ. We have this mind, do, do this, don't do this. We have this legalistic mind. We have this mind of selfishness. We have this mind uh, that still is looking at the world and judging it. We have these things and it's looking at the world and, 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 and all of that. Our iniquities has separate uh, has been a separation between us and God. In Isaiah 59, 2, Jesus wept over Jerusalem. And also Luke uh, 19, 42. If you had known this day, even the things which make for peace, but now they have been hidden from your eyes, he would have uh, 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 he, he, he would have been he would have been their, 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 their operation of peace. He would have been their source. He came to be our source. okay? Is anybody getting anything out of this? Is this making any kind of sense? Okay. Uh, Jesus had peace. He, his life was completely free of sin. Why is that? Because he had the mind of God. Okay? The next thing that's important is second Corinthians 11:3. For, uh, uh, which, which is, um, is, is being single-minded. He's. Let's go there. 
2 Corinthians Oh, okay, it's talking about uh, Go ahead, you have it there? Why don't you read it? Huh? 3.11.3? Uh-huh. But now, I am fearful lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve That's right. by his cunning, so your minds may be corrupted and seduced from wholehearted and sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Okay. So what he's saying is this. <clears throat> he's, his life was completely free from sin. He uh, 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 he had he had no uh, no thing he had nothing that was uh, 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 of the adversary. Remember, he even said that in his word. He says, "There's one coming, but he has nothing mm -hmm. in me." So, being single-minded, even James talked about that. The only way that we're going to be single-minded is uh, uh, is have the mind of Christ. We cannot be single-minded without the mind of Christ. And he says. Uh, uh, because it's in simplicity, in purity, in holiness, in righteousness. It's not difficult, he says. He says it's just agreeing with God. And, 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 and he says, I started the work. He who started the work will complete it. Yes. God, I'm in agreement with you here. I'm in agreement that this is sin. Now I need what I need from you is to you to help me and 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 and, and I, I strengthen myself in you. We pray in the spirit. We pray in the spirit as it says in the book of Jude. We pray in the spirit and we build ourselves up. We don't just go crazy just praying, uh, uh, speaking in tongues, but we allow it to be. Now God, talk to me. Let me know. Let me know this. Let me know this. Let me know uh, uh, that my heart is is being washed because we wash ourselves by the water of the word. And even by the water of the word, some people know the word of God, know all the scriptures, all the address, all the things so much better than I do. But the whole thing of it is, is this, is that is your life, is your life reflecting that? Or is it still a legalistic type thing? Okay, I got about another 15 minutes. Uh, uh, while we live in this world, one of our, the biggest problems is becoming distracted and then uh, becoming distracted and then led away because there's so many things biding for our time. Mm -hmm. And Jesus' entire life was flawless example, a single mindedness. And even when Peter tried to turn him away in Matthew 16:33 and talking about that, he says, "Look, I'm going to Jerusalem." See, there, and, and, and what did Paul come along and do? Um, uh, Agabus, I think, was the prophet, uh, took this thing and he says, the one that's going here is going to be beaten, is going to have this, and this is the persecution and stuff. Don't go. He says, are you out of your mind? Mm -hmm. Same thing Jesus said. Mm -hmm. Get away from me, devil. Are you out of your mind? I'm ready to go into Jerusalem to be beaten, to be whatever it is, and to be killed. For the sake of the purpose that I have. And the other part of having the mind of Christ. When you have the mind of Christ. Then you know what purpose you have in life. And nothing deters you. Nothing deters you. Because you have left home and family. See this is what he said. Those that. It, it, it's, it's the same thing. These are the separations. These are the things that he had to do with Abraham. He says. Those that are willing to leave. Father, mother. Uh, uh, leave home. Give up your home. 
uh, uh, Abraham, who was not a Jew, okay, he was a heathen, okay, he was from Earl of the Chaldeans, okay, his circumcision was what got him the covenant, it was all of these different things, but there he was, he had to leave there, well, he took his daddy and he took Lot, he says, leave the, your town, leave your family and leave all this, well, he left the town, but he didn't leave the family, Okay, his father died. That was good. That was, uh, I mean, it wasn't a good thing. Anyway, his father died, and then he was able to go further, but he still kept Lot. Okay, but then he had to be separated from that. He had to be separated from a number of different things. He had to be separated from himself. Remember, he was a liar. He lied about that. Had to be separated from the fear of having to take care of himself. And Peter, uh, Peter rebuked him sternly. Uh, uh, and, and, and what? And, but uh, Jesus let him know in Matthew sixteen twenty three and in Luke nine fifty one. He was single minded. He knew that the end of his life was there, and he came to complete the work. And this is the thing. First thing you got to know is your purpose. Uh, John seventeen and four. Uh, let's that thing be known too. But one of the other things is this: is that we got to walk in a place of lowliness. We got to walk in a place where. Uh, uh, we, we, we don't argue with people. We don't let strife happen. In Philippians 2 and 3, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, through pride, pompous type thing. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than they esteem themselves. The mind is to be lowly. Uh, believers cannot be humble unless they have a lowly mind. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean I think I'm not worth anything? Heck to the no. Because you know your purpose. You know that you're worth a lot. You know that your purpose is there for someone else. You begin to realize something. My life is not about me. Mm -hmm. See, my life is not just about me. Mm -hmm. I have to be willing to love God no matter what it is that happens. I have to be willing to love God and obey God whether uh, uh, my, my husband, my wife, my mother, my children, whatever it is that happens, I still have to be willing to do that. That's a lowly mind. Mm -hmm. See, Jesus, they, they said, Jesus, your mother and your sister, uh, your mother and your sister and your brothers is out here. He says, who are they? He says, the ones that do the will of my Father who's in heaven. See, mm -hmm. those are my true mother, brother, sister, and all of that. Again, we started out with the flesh, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was he grateful? Did he love Miriam? Mm -hmm. Of course he did. I know he loved Joseph too. I know he loved James and all the rest of them. But he said, but even when he left here, he says, don't even think of me. Paul says, I don't even know him after the flesh. This is one of the reasons that it's great that Paul came after the fact. See, he didn't go to know, to talk to the people that knew him. Oh, tell me how it was to walk with Jesus. No, he didn't do that. Mm -hmm. He went into Arabia. He went into these places so that he could be taught. See, so that he could come with that. And he had to go through some stuff to make himself lowly because he was pompous too. You know, Paul was a, 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 a that. Uh, and, and, and pure. Uh, to the pure, Jesus says, I show myself pure. To those that are not, I show myself shrewd. See, uh, th these are things that are important. And we're going to get into these and, 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 and really learn what it is that he's talking about. And we have to be sensitive and we have to be responsive.
I mean, we have to be responsible. We have to realize that we're not in this world by ourselves. And we have to understand that uh, there is much, that there's the principles of God. There's the, the, the ways of God. These are the things that, that, that um, are, are commanded to the mind of Messiah. It's not just one of these things, oh, I got the mind of Christ. And we walk any way we want to. It's not so. Or this is the way this is the way it is. God, here's my plan, so that you can go ahead and do it. I don't see where Jesus did that anytime. See? He had that relationship, and relationship is important. My relationship to you is important. But my relationship to you needs to be a relationship that's going to give you the opportunity for, for, for the mind of Messiah to operate in you. Not just so that here it is, you are, and you operate any way that you want to. See, this is the reason that we have to realize we have to be teachable. We have to be coachable. We have to be submitted. This is why it says submit one to another in the Lord. We have to be willing to understand that his mind and looking at how Jesus walked with the mind of God in the earth. With the mind of God in the earth. People say, well, he hung out with more sinners than he did with saints. The whole thing of it is, is that there weren't any saints. <laughs> there were only religious Jews. Okay? He hung out with those that were teachable. He hung out with those. And, and look at what he did. He hung out with Judas, even though he knew Judas was going to betray him. See, we have to realize something. He did not come into this earth to have a life of ease. You and I did not come into this earth to have a life of ease. We came, we're in this earth, <clears throat> we're in this earth, but we're not of it. We came to bring the kingdom of God into the earth. What did Jesus do? He brought the kingdom of God. He says, the kingdom of God is near you. Why? Because at that time, it couldn't be in us. He had not died and brought the kingdom. See? And John the Baptist, his cousin, he preached the same message. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God. And they said, where is the kingdom of God? And he says, it'll be in you. It'll be in you and with you. That's the kingdom of God. Otherwise, you're not going to have righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. See, it's a spirit life. And that's, that, that's why uh, 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 we have to be into the place where I count what it is that I have lived to this point. I count this as nothing. For what? For taking a hold and, 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 and running towards him. It's having his mind. It's having, if I have his mind, I have his heart. If I don't have his mind, I don't have his heart. Why is that? Because I don't know his ways. Because I don't know how he operates. Because I don't know anything about him. And this is one of the biggest problems. Is that we're not living in these things. We choose this. And so, uh, if there are any questions, if there are any questions, I will answer them. I love answering questions. But if not, uh, I know it's a little bit early. I'll uh, let you know. I'll give you my commercials, and then I'll end. Okay. No question. No. Just a question. Um, when he when he told Abraham to leave home, is he was that also referring to leave the way he was thinking? Or of course, Abraham was a idol worshipper. He was a sun moon worshipper. 
when he left there, he left uh, worshiping the sun. Uh, as I, I, I heard um, uh, someone say, he got away from that. Mm -hmm. See, he could not, while he was there, he could not have taken up the covenant. He couldn't have received it because why? Because he was in a place that was the same place and they were worshiping the sun. They were worshiping all of these idols, mm -hmm. all of these things. So he had to leave that. He had to leave that place. And then nothing happened to him until his father, who was a chief uh, uh, idol worshiper, sun worshiper, who had taught his son how to worship Lot never got that worshiping thing out of him because he went and camped himself close to uh, uh, Sodom. Mm -hmm. And then soon he was in Sodom. Mm -hmm. And evidently he was a big to-do in Sodom. Okay? Mm -hmm. So he had to leave. He had to leave that. He had to leave that mindset. That's why we had to leave the old man and come into the new as long as we're focusing on the old man. We have not left home. Hmm. We're still in that same place at home. So um, I, I hope that this has been something that uh, will challenge all of us. I know it's challenging me even as I'm teaching it. And um, remember how you can get in touch with us if you want to give into the ministry. You can go on www. Is Frederick putting it up on there? Okay, you can see it on the screen. Uh, also, the different ways to watch our programs is uh, HSBN TV, uh, Facebook Live. I, I, I do a Monday, the Tell It Like It, Tell It Like It Is, The Kingdom Way on Monday. It's uh, uh, Mondays. It's at one o'clock, and uh, that's through HSBN and Love and Unity. And then um, it's advertised also or, or sent out by Communion to a lot of different places. So. All of the programs that you will see, whether they're there or here or whatever it is, is there. If you have any questions, if you have uh, anything that we can pray for or pray with you, agree with you, uh, please contact us. As you see, our, our, our uh, web address is there. You'll be able to go there and push the button. And even on uh, our website, you'll be able to find the other places and push, uh, and push a little button or something like that or a string or a line or something, whatever. Any rate, to be able to find us. So uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to come into your home tonight. I know that I was probably a little more sober and somber, but this subject is something that's just burning in me. The mind of Christ is burning in me because I know that I am not operating fully in the mind of Christ. But that's where I'm headed. And if you want to join me, tell your friends about it. Tell others about it. But this is where it's going. Because without the mind of Christ, you will not be able to make it through the darkness that's coming upon, that's in the world and of the world. You will not be able to be the light. He says you are the light of the world. And if we don't shine, and the only way we're going to shine is to have his mind. So again, this is Dr. Baker J. Apostle, Dr. Baker J. Baker, uh, signing off with the Tell It Like It Really Is program on Tuesday night chat.